Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And it is episode 39. 39. Yeah. Almost there. Almost to the 40. I feel like there's always going to be an almost there. Like unless we have like a like a definitive goal, it's always just almost there. I know, but I, I just think about 40 episodes. That's a lot. It's true. It's count, if you count like an hour episode, that's 400 hours. And a lot of them are a lot oh, more sorry. than an hour. <laughs> 400 you don't that's math 40. well. You were not a math <laughs> no, teacher, no, no. so it's okay. I, we can excuse. It's, it's 40, wow, well, 400 hours. That'd be 400 episodes. But for, think about 40 hours. That means you could literally stay all up all day and another 16 hours. I think we have more than that. We're probably closer to like 60 hours of actual like content already, at least. Well, thank you guys for listening to us. Those of you that have made it through all the episodes, we are impressed. Yeah, there should be like some kind of award for being, you know, that that committed. The so Pure thank you. Hustle Podcast Perseverance Award. There we go. There you go. I like it. All right. Hey, so we're in episode 40. There's a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about today. So this may be an epic Lord of the Rings episode, or it may be the normal time. We'll see what happens. We'll see. So do you remember when we used to have super short episodes? Yeah, right in the beginning, they were they were definitely shorter, like the know. thirty minute episodes. So yeah. I mean, we were still trying to find you know our our footing and and what was what was working, and it kind of seems like this long format um, format is working better, you know. So and I think there we've talked in the past about potentially doing more episodes each week and and maybe having some shorter like you know a daily ten minute something or another, but but a lot of that is just you know. Who knows, right? Like, give us your feedback. What would you like to see? And and we'll try and we'll try and make things work. That'd be great, especially live. Yeah, oh, that'd be awesome. I'd love to do live. All right, so here it's kind of confession time for both of us. So we had some things we talked about last time, but before we do that, so let's catch up a little bit. So what have you been up to since the last update episode in the reselling world? Um, well, let's see. I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about our big adventure this weekend, right? Yeah, we'll at, at, at some point. I don't so. know if it was a big adventure, but we'll it was an adventure. I don't know if it was a huge success. But, there you go. There you um, go. But we, uh, I don't know. I, I, I haven't. It's rain, right? Like rain every Isn't Saturday. It's, it's not. It's like it's all week long. It's like perfect weather, and then like the weekend hits, and it's rain. So, so those of you that live in SoCal, like right now, it's supposed to be garage sale season. Like we're supposed to be entering like major prime time selling and buying garage sale season and hasn't happened. And then my only fear with that too is not only have we missed opportunities already, right? Because of but right. all of these all of these houses that that are waiting to do a big garage sale are all going to do it on the same weekend. So we're going to have like a great weekend, but we're only going to be able to to like hit a handful of that is so what's true. out there. I didn't even think about that. I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's just the day where our competition can't even keep up. You know, there's I mean, there's competition out there, but yeah. like where you can just sure, spend sure. all day. So instead of that golden hour of like, you know, going to going to garage sales from six to eight thirty or nine, you can maybe stay out till noon or later and be getting the good finds. No, I know. And it's been it's been weird. Like and I did go out in the rain. I don't know if you saw that like a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go. Mm. I just haven't been able to go. And it was a fail. Mm. I think I picked up, no, I didn't pick up anything. Yeesh, that's not good. One was like, it was one of those classic community garage sales and you show up and there's like two houses and it's like, I drove an hour away and only hit up two houses and yeah. I didn't even get anything out of two houses. So. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. So garage sales haven't been good for me, um, but 
you know, I've gotten through almost, I think all of my death piles except for VCRs. VCRs are the only things that are remaining. And part of it is I keep putting them off because I'm um, procrastinating. Uh, and the other reason is there's, there's times where it's like, okay, I have like a half hour available and I want to set up, like I set up another TV and like a, a basically a different picture taking station where I could show the VCR working and all of that. And so I don't want to set all of that up for one one item right no, i want to just that. i want to pound them all out at one time but but it's it has felt good to get through all the death piles but the problem is because i haven't been able to source now i'm sitting with all of my inventory listed and i'm not adding any more inventory see and that's kind of a a good thing and a bad thing yeah i mean the good thing is you don't have major death piles bad thing is man i'm not working that algorithm right now that is true because you're not saying now you can stay active a little bit if you revise some of your prices mm. or you, you know, change some things here and there. And and so it, it's possible. And now hopefully soon when you send offers, and we'll talk about that in a little bit when we talk about the seller update, you're going to be doing a little more activity. So you're going to feel like you're active. But it's funny because you're on that spectrum and I'm on the whole other side where I want to go to garage sales, but I don't need to go to garage sales. And we talk, we've, I don't know, how many weeks do you think I've been talking about my death piles? Too many. Too many, okay. That's the official number. All right. And, you know, we had talked about, you know, part of the last podcast was that I was going to list everything. And the death pile is even worse. Like, it, it's to the point where, I hate saying this, but I'm living with my inventory right now. Like, it's it's become my significant other. So I've got an idea for you then. Yeah. Um, I know, next I know time, what you're going to say. Next time, no, no, no. I'm not going to say give <laughs> you, me you stuff. You want me to sell them to you? No, don't also. sell me stuff. No, don't okay. do that. Don't All do right. that. You you just you just keep cluttering up piles. That's fine. Um, but the next time that there are a lot of garage sales, just stay home. And then that's one less person <laughs> out just, there trying to just buy tell my Mike stuff. where to go. Yep. So, and, and here's the problem with these death piles. It's not only that there's always these next deals, but and we'll talk about this in the next episode. Our next episode is going to be about don't get baned and how to avoid getting baned. Mm. You know what baned means? Yeah, of course I know what Bane means. <laughs> All right, let's share the story real quick. All right. Well, no, okay, we'll share the story story in the next podcast. This is like episode four. When did we talk about that? Long time ago. It was a while ago. So yeah. basically Bane, and we've talked about this multiple times, is when things just go bad. And yeah. most of the time, it's because we cause it, right? And this, is, this has been the problem with me, is that I will go and I'll have this major haul, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to list this, right? And so I'll put it to the side, kind of like your VCRs, right? What do you think is the major problem with your VCRs right now? What isn't motivating you to list them? Time, energy. Now, if you had remotes, you think you'd be more apt to do it? Yeah, probably because it would be, uh, I know the profit margin would be higher. It'd be harder to let them sit. That's for sure. Yeah. See, and and that's one of the things. And that's, that's, my problem is more is that I have a bunch of items that, are just going to take time to like prep and take pictures. And so my helper has been awesome. Like she took care of a ton of listings this week and I got them up and I've been working the algorithm. And so on the, on the positive side, uh, we, you know, I've been talking about lately how I've been struggling kind of finding a rhythm. And I, th- I think I'm finally getting there. Now it only took eight months of being full time to feel like I'm there. Wow. That's, that's a long time, but I'm, I'm glad to hear you're there. That's good. But, it, but again, it's, it's weird because remember I talked about, I want to change my model, right? I want to go 70, 30, where it's 70 eBay, 30 Amazon instead of the other way, but I let Amazon die. Right. Mm. So I finally was able to have shipments that sent out that I sent out. It's crazy. One of my shipments was 38 pounds, 72 pieces 
and it only costs $6.69. Holy cow. That's crazy. Think about that. You can't even send any padded flat rate items. I mean, I just was like, this is amazing. Amazon gets killer deals. That's for sure. That is a killer deal. I mean, it was a, it was a box. It was a, what size was it? It was a 19 by 19 by 25 box or something like that. So on that side, I've been able to revive Amazon and then eBay sales have been consistent where I'm not looking for Amazon to be able to pay the bills. I'm all dependent on eBay and now I'll be able to use Amazon to scale. So, but it took some time. So, all right. <laughs> Anything else going on with you? Um, I mean, you just want to get out there. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to get out there. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. And thrift stores, how thrift stores been for you? I haven't been. Man, okay. So let me, I'm in like a really tough place right now. Cause I mean, I've talked in the past, things have gotten busy. Yeah. Um, right now with the current things that are going at school, current things just going on in life, like it's just so tough. Like I'm so thankful. I'm so blessed to have my wife helping me and she's, she's hitting up thrift stores and she's helping listing and taking pictures. If it was all on me right now, I would be the worst hustler ever. Right. But like, luckily we're hustling as a pair. So when I, when I need the help, she's picking up the slack. Um, and that, that definitely helps keep the momentum going for our eBay store, for our Poshmark store. Uh, but it's, I'm so busy right now. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at the counter. I'm like, I don't know the next time I'm going to have an opportunity to even step into a thrift store. Agreed. Like, it's just, it's really, really tough right now. I know it's a season and, and that's what I'm trying to remind myself. Like, okay, this is a season. Uh, and then the summer is going to come around for me and I'm going to have, I'm basically going to be a full-time reseller. Right. So I have to be okay with I'm part-time, but being part-time, it goes in seasons for me. So there'll be times where I can just be killing it out there for months at a time or for weeks at a time. And then there might be a few weeks or months where I kind of am doing nothing. So one of the things I would tell you, Mike, though, is you got to be strategic in the sense that you got to go to just those thrift stores where you know you'll have a ton of items to source. Like, because, you know, going from store to store to store and then like trying to cycle helps if you have the time. If you don't right. have this time, you just got to go to that same one just mm. over and over. And here's this is going to get weird. And I'm going to talk about this too next podcast. I think death piles are good. So let me explain that a little. <laughs> I, I just, I'm almost I'm almost wondering if you should be waiting to the next episode to explain that. Well, yeah, but here's the thing: you should always have stuff to list. It's true. I you, get to that. Well, I do. My VCRs, they're always okay. there. All right, there you go. Okay, you got something, but <laughs> that's why I keep them. But I think there, if if you want to, you know, if you want to keep growing it, like you always have to have something to list. So if that means no matter how much you hate it, driving out an hour away. And going to that one store three times and then saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to source as much as I can from this store, knowing that I won't be able to go for three weeks. And that's what you got to do. Because mm -hmm. I know that's what got me through. There were some I was in the same place. I mean, I was working 16-hour days as a vice principal, trying to be part-time. And then I remember going, you know what? I could go to garage sales, but there is this one thrift store I know that I could pick up probably... 50 items on one trip and I could do that three times next week and I'll have 150 and that'll keep me pretty busy. And so that's what I would do knowing that I wouldn't be able to source. And then eventually I would make time to go, you know, to the garage sales and the diff different thrift stores, you know, make sense. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's definitely so a good just point. Just something to think about. All right. We got some stories here. We, we definitely got <laughs> some stories from this weekend. That's for sure. All right. So do you, <laughs> let, let's talk about what our experience yesterday. Was it yesterday? Uh, yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, Today's Sunday. Yep. Yesterday. Okay. Yesterday for us. So So yesterday for us, this is, well, it's going to be Wednesday when this drops, but so where would we end up going? So it's Friday. 
I think it was Friday afternoon when I get the text message and, and I was already looking at the the weather and it looked like there was potentially some rain. And so I talked to my wife and it was like, okay, so I might not be going garage, you know, to some garage sales tomorrow. So, um, I don't know, maybe I'll just focus on getting essays graded. Right. I was trying to make, ex- not make excuses, but like I, I knew I had to figure something out for my time. And you send me this text message with a p- picture of a flyer and you said, this is going to be intense. And I'm like, oh man. So I'm looking at the <laughs> flyer and it said, I think it said the 92nd annual. Is that right? Is that what it said? I'm pretty sure. But anyways, right it, it, was, it was San Diego's largest rummage sales, an annual rummage sale. SoCal, not even San Diego. Oh, SoCal is largest. California. And of course, you know, I, I see so many Craigslist ads and stuff that say like huge you know, rummage sale or huge community sale and you get there and it's like two houses or like yeah. four people. So I'm like, eh, maybe, but, but this looks pretty intense. And so, um, I was like, all right, so I'm looking it up and I'm, I, I say, okay, you know what? We'll see how the morning goes. We'll see. I'm going to let my son sleep in. He's not feeling super great. So we'll see, you know, if he sleeps in and, and we don't make it, we don't make it. 92nd. 92nd annual. 92 years. That's crazy. So this okay. is a thing, right? And, uh, and yeah, so I, I, it works out. I get out there and I make it to the 92nd annual uh, SoCal rummage sale. Disneyland line. Worse than Disneyland. This thing, I can't even... So much worse. So here's what's funny. is Mike didn't, didn't tell me where he was going to go, right? So... Cause I, and I actually told Mike, I said, you know, this may be worth it, but it may be so intense. You know, and it's kind of like garage sales and thrift stores sometimes. It's not good to go when it's like crazy. Right. Right. Because you end up spending all this time where you could have hit the quieter thrift stores or the quiet neighborhood of garage sales and still do better. So I get in line and I look at the line and yeah, it's it's over a thousand people. I I think we way underestimated when we said a thousand. Like I was just I was doing the math in my head, like how many people were in front of it was it was several thousand for sure. Several thousand, several okay. for sure. And here's funny: we're there, and there's like a band playing, right? And and it's like our entertainment. And then Mike and I are like, we could have like handed out pure as a podcast business cards because this is how long we were in line. We were in line. We got there. I think it was like eight forty. Yep, eight forty. We didn't get into what like almost. It was, it was almost ten thirty. It's like ten twenty when yeah. we. So we're talking about almost two hours to get in. And then what we find out is that there were people that got there super early that got tickets that didn't have to wait in line. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I wish I had known, but what time do you think those people got there? Oh, I have no idea. I want to say it's like four in the morning. Well, here's the funny thing is you mentioned that like that that you didn't know that I was going for sure. Because I never, I'm really bad at not always responding to text messages. So I, I apologize. I wasn't even going to go there. I apologize, Orlando. It's not just you. It's everybody. So when people send me text messages, there is a 30% chance that I will respond to the text message within a week. Okay. I mean, I just. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's 31 for Orlando. But. Yeah, it's really, it's really bad. So, um, but anyway, so I didn't respond to him that when he sent that to me. And so I show up and I'm pushing my son in a stroller and there was stairs to get to the line. Oh, and the line is getting longer and longer back. And so I'm like, well, I can't go up the stairs. So I had to walk all the way basically to the front of the line and walk all the way back to the end of the line um, so that I can, you know, get a spot. And so I'm seeing how long this line is the whole way. And as I'm walking to the end of the line, I see this guy walking and he steps to the very last position in line and he's there with his son and it's Orlando. And so literally I, what are I, the odds? I walked up to the line with, Thousands of people in line, and I step in line directly behind Orlando. So the timing was crazy. That, that is just—it was pretty wild. So we're there, and you know, I, Mike and I joked, 
Like next year, we're going to record a live podcast yes. while, while we're in line. Yes, right? we're recording. We're recording. Right. It's a public space. We can put up the pop up and we can yes. get the mics out and just start recording. It's going to be awesome. So tune in next year. No, I don't know. We had high dreams. Anyways, so we wait and we get in there and it was maddening. Like when we got in there, like I, I, it was one of those things where like, where do we start? Yeah, it, it was nuts. It was, you couldn't, the problem wasn't just there's so many people in the building because they obviously had to only let so many people in at a time because of like, you know, fire laws and stuff. So you get in, it's already so packed, you can barely move around. You get to one section, you're like, well, I'm here looking at electronics, but the shoes are over there. And I get to the shoes, and it's like, oh, well, the, the clothes are over here. And so you're like walking across this warehouse trying to get to different spots. And we had our kids, by the way. Uh-huh. So I'm pushing a stroller, and, and you've got your son with you. And, and not only are we trying to deal with that, but there is literally a line to get out. And there's two lines to get out to like check out. And these lines are wrapped like around all of the different booths inside okay, so- of... Let's give of the warehouse. Let's give some visuals as to space. So think of Costco warehouse. Would you say it's Costco warehouse size? Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably about a Costco. I think. It was, I mean, if if you removed, like, let's say the freezer section, a little more squared. I feel like Costco's. You feel like are okay. are a little more rectangular. This is definitely a squared. It was that size for sure. It was okay. So think about it, and then along the walls, there's like banners, like new items, electronics, hats, and in the middle, there's all these tables, right? And they have the prices up, and there's just crowds of people, just crowds. And you're already in, like, we're already, what, an hour and a half late. So we're yep. Mike and I are like, all right, we'll see what we grab. So Mike and I split up. Where'd you, where'd you go first? Um, originally, I was going to look for shoes, which they didn't really have, like, a very good shoe section, but I went to electronics first. Okay, and how was electronics? Um not great at all. Like I, I picked up, I picked up an eight track player, which is cool. It's the first one I've ever bought. Okay. Uh, so, so hopefully it works because it said working. It said working. And then like I was paying attention because there's also $1, it costs $1, but like right after working and slightly underneath and like in a weird position was a question mark. And so, <laughs> what? so it wasn't like working, like working, working it's working question mark. And I, I was just like, Oh sweet working dollar. Yeah, I'll pick it up. And, it, and so I go to the new items, and what was killing me was seeing people with, remember we talked about the wagons? Yep. Like, they would have wagons full of stuff, and so it's like, oh, this is just getting worse, because not only are we missing stuff, but we're seeing what we miss. Yeah, maybe if you're, like, one of the first couple hundred in the building. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I did, but, you know, we, we kept going, and, and my concern is, you know, my, my son likes to just take off and have mm. fun. So luckily he didn't do that. But then, you know, I'd run into Mike every once in a while. And I'm like, Mike, how's it going? I like, I yell across and Mike's giving me like the thumbs down. And we we're trying. We were really, really trying. And, uh, you know, I go to Mike. I go, Mike, so do you think this was a good use of our time? What was your response? Yeah, no, definitely no. And my thought was we should have been at garage sales. Because my, th- I think, and I could be wrong, because it seemed like it wasn't like when you go into like a thrift store garage sales and, and you could say like, 30 to 50% of the people, depending on how early you get there, are resellers, right? You're like, clearly these people here at 6 a.m. are yeah, resellers. I, I would say the rummage sale, a good majority, at least that were going in with us, we're just people like out for a good time looking and to buy stuff. Some of you listeners and, are probably the people that were there too. Yeah. So there's probably there, so there's probably a handful of resellers, not a handful, there's probably a lot of resellers. And then there were a lot of people just like, this sounds fun. Like I want to go buy some stuff at a rummage sale, support some charities. Um, but 
if all of the resellers or even a, a decent majority of the resellers in San Diego were hitting up the 92nd annual largest rummage sale of Southern California, um, garage sales would have been gold. Like yeah. it would have been, you would have literally just had to pick. You could have just walked in and taken your time. You wouldn't have had to worry about throwing elbows at people. You could have just been like. No, it was vicious. I had a lady. So remember, so before we walked out, I had, the only thing I picked up was like a North Face coat for like five bucks, which, you know, I'll be able to flip for 50. So it was a good find. But uh, so Mike gets in the super long line and we're there. Wait, it's so long. And they, let me just show you how busy this place was. There had to be a guy with a stick. <laughs> That's right. Like a, like a pole, like a giant pole, probably like, like 15, repent, like 15 feet. Yeah. <laughs> like a 15 foot high pole with a giant like banner on it that said line forms here. And he had to just keep following around depending on what, because the line was just zigzagging all over this giant warehouse. No. <laughs> Crazy busy. So I go to Mike and, and I didn't, you know, I found, I didn't find that. He goes, hey, Orlando, did you check out? The hats over by the front. And I remember the first thing I looked at was hats, but I guess there was a different hat section. It was like a sporting goods section. So I went over and I did. I found about 13 hats for a dollar a piece. And they had some like hike. I bought some biking shoes or something. And we go back and we went in line. But yeah, you're right. I mean, we, what do we spend? Like $26? Yeah, it wasn't much. Potential profit, maybe over 200 I mean, mm -hmm. but you and I have different profits. Right. Because right? you got some Lucky Brand jeans. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably it, it's probably going to be like a fifteen to twenty dollar yeah. profit on those, and that hurts though. Like it hurts me hearing that because we pro we definitely even if it was terrible weather, I mean it was thirty nine degrees in San Diego, and so that's pretty bad for San Diegans. It wasn't like, that cold. I know, I know, but in general, like garage sales don't happen. Yeah. Like you know, people stay at home. Like it's a national emergency. Like it gets pretty bad in San Diego when it gets cold. But we probably should have done that. Now, did you go to thrift stores after? Because I was like, hey, Mike, you know no. what? You probably should have been thrift stores on the way I home. I should have. I should have. But, you know, it's it's one of those things. So my wife would normally watch my son while we're while I'm going, you know, doing garage sales or thrift stores and that sort of thing. But she had two baby showers that day. And so he was with me, which is awesome. He is he's so well behaved. He just hung out in the yeah. he hung out in the the stroller and just kind of looked at stuff and points at things and you know it was a lot of fun. Uh, but he was tired, and so um, as I'm driving home, he fell asleep, and it was time for him to take a nap. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna take him home. He's gonna take a nap, and that'll be that. All right. Well, what was it? Okay, so did you go to thrift stores afterwards? Uh, no, uh, but I did. No, I didn't. No. I didn't. I, you know, I part of it was, you know, I, I did okay. Uh, the other part is I just can't take any more inventory. But I've been doing the thrift store every day. But, uh, you know, I was proud of us being able to take our boys and we made it. So I got a story that's kind of. So anyways, rummage sales. <laughs> what is the moral of the story here, Mike? The more publicity an event has, either the earlier you have to get there or just don't go at all. I agree. You want the whole no, which kind of, you, you made a comment on the Instagram where you said something, or maybe it was a comment on the post about the early bird getting the worm. All right. And I saw yeah, a somebody, couple threads somebody back and forth out, on yeah. that. Um, and that reminded me of, of a quote um, of the week. Oh, there we go. And, and it, it's basically this, um, one key to success is having lunch when most people are eating breakfast. Huh. Right. And it's That's kind of, and, and I get that like different people, some people are morning people, some people are, are evening people, but I feel like vast majority of people don't do either. So it's, I would say, I, I think for me, I'm a morning, I'm not a morning person, but I know that if I wake up three hours before everybody else does, I'm going to be way more productive 
than if at the end of the night when I'm already tired from my whole long day's worth of work, if I think I'm going to get in some extra work, like my brain is done at that point. So see, I'm the other way. I, if it wasn't for my kids, I would be a super night owl. Like, so I could work, I work best. It's weird. I work best between midnight and 3 a.m. And I can crank listings out. I can get shipping done, but I don't do it because I have to get up and and take my kids to school. Right. Yeah. So in that case, I guess the quote could be changed to um, have dinner when most people are halfway through their night of sleep. (laughs) There you go. That's what it is. I mean, and that's just, I'm not saying it's the best, but I will tell you, I, it it throws me off because, you know, garage sales, like you have to be up early. And the last two garage shows, I didn't get up as early as I should have. And, I, you know, I didn't get the worm. So just something to think of. But, but this leads me into another story real quick. Uh, may, those of you that have kids can relate to this. You know, it's, um, I guess, you know, what I, what, I, what I struggle with is when you have profits, you got to really be careful about taking care of stuff before you sell it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. My son sat on a box today. Yeah. Okay. All right. What box was that? Uh, I mean, luckily it was just a box that I put a book in and so I I didn't have it padded enough. And so we like broke the box that I was about ready to ship. And I was like, oh, I guess I should do a little bit more padding on this. But um, it could have been like a toy box with like a toy in it and he could have just smashed it. Well, that's what happened to me. So I go to Walmart and I know some of you can relate with this. So there was an item that was clearance out. I think it was like $7. It was going for like almost 40 on, on Amazon. And I'm like, sweet. Right. And I, I'm looking on my phone within a second. I see my son with it in his hands, dart off around an end cap. And I'm like something with the item. And I'm like, this is not going to be good. So I, I go out there. I chase him. I'm like, Hey, what are you doing? And he goes, what, what? I didn't do anything. And, and he gives it to me and I go and I'm about to check out and I look at the box and there was a tear. And it was one of those moments where I could have gotten really upset and I was mad. You know, I mean, that's like, that's like giving my son two $20 bills and just saying, Hey, tear this in half. Right. But I had to recognize that, you know, a part of it was I should have been more careful. Right. I mean, I'll never forget one time coming home and I had a mug and I didn't like carry the mug right. And I forget, somebody asked me like, Oh, what mug do you get? And I opened the bag and it just flew out of the bag and, Smashed everywhere, and there's $35 gone, right? Because it was a nice, it was like some kind of Disney collab kind of kind of item. So I don't know. It just it reminded me again of needing to be careful with inventory because, you know, one of the signs of reseller that we talk about is having a car full of merchandise that you don't unload. Mm. I've had so much stuff get damaged in that car, right? One day, then two days, and I, I know I'm the only one that struggles with this, right? But... I have inventory in my car right now. Right now, as we speak. Oh. Actually, I, I don't. I just cleared it out yesterday. But, right? But, you know, you take those turns or, you know, something happens or you go to Costco and you put stuff in the back and you hear this crack or something. You're like, no. So, anyways, just wanted to share that with all of you. Just be careful with your, your merchandise after you purchase it. You got to think of it like money. Hmm. You have to or else, you know, you're going to lose some profit. So, all right, you got anything else you'd like to share on? on yeah, the just quick side note. Um, I'm actually drinking coffee tonight, not an energy drink. That's good. It's a cold brew though, so. Oh, cold! I can't do the cold brew. Oh, so good. Really? So good. So much better. Smooth. Really smooth. <laughs> okay. How's the mic? I make my on? own. I make my own cold brew. Um, but 
uh, this this I bought at the store. I never tried this kind before. It's really good. I know it's off topic, but no, I just but took how, a sip and it was delicious. But I'm interested. How's our mug? Are we are we gonna be having mug here soon? Um, yeah, you know we're we're in an interesting place on that. So um, a few of you guys have asked about mugs because you've seen this one that I'm drinking. This was just like a test to to kind of see. So um, I don't know if you guys are are familiar uh, with like the, the the newer type of mug. They make these really nice called campfire mugs. They look really 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 neat. Um, but they're, they're, they're nice, they're quality, they're, they're thicker, they're, they, they look good, they feel great in the hand, uh, but they're not cheap to make and you gotta, you gotta get them in quantity, right? So that's, that's one thing we're looking at right now. And, and so if, if there seems to be like a, an interest, like if you guys would like a really high quality mug, um, probably not going to be cheap because it's not a cheap mug, right? It's quality mug. So, uh, you, you know, we're probably looking at, to $30 for like a really nice mug. If that's something that a lot of our listeners are interested in, then yeah, we definitely might be, be purchasing and and planning some, some nice mugs. Uh, but, um, there, there needs to be the interest there because, you know, just like anything, we want to do our research. We don't. I just brought it up because we get DMs and we get comments sometimes in our videos saying, Hey, we'd love to buy a mug. And so, you know, I, my, my candle is like the mug, the mug life. I handle the t-shirt life. Except he did change the design on us halfway through. Yeah. And everybody enjoyed it. I know. It's all good. The new shirts will be this new design. We're good with that. So, all right. Are you ready for some current topics? Let's hear it. I I actually am um, probably the worst at not staying up to date on this stuff. So, I would say nine times out of ten, when we start talking about them, this is the first I'm hearing. So, uh, here we go. Let let me hear about the current topics. Teach me. But here's the thing. That's okay because that's a new reseller. You're so focused on just sourcing and, you know, getting stuff up. I like I, I don't remember caring much when I was part time. When I became full time, it's your business. So right. you're super concerned about it. So he, here's the thing. So we know that there's been a lot of YouTube videos already and maybe podcasts discussing the seller update. But we kind of wanted to share our perspective, too, in the sense that, you know, we've heard from a lot of people. Right. There's d- different opinions. And I will say, in my experience, in um, being on eBay, you know, for over a decade and seriously selling for the last six years, that usually when there's an update, it's <laughs> it, it people are not happy, right? And I think this one's going to be a little different. I think there's still going to be maybe some pitchforks coming out, but I think there's some great things that eBay's doing. So let's talk about these a little bit. I want to hear your thoughts, being that you have no idea what we're talking about here. Uh, Because it'd be interesting. Uh, So I just want to get through the really easy ones, the ones that, you know, aren't really that. I I don't think they're that important. I think they're good. I think they're important for us, but it's not going to change the way we do business. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, one of them was that um, eBay is going to collect taxes according to state. Like, we don't have to worry about it. And I've already seen some of that. Have you seen some of that on your purchases? I haven't yet, but I, I, I did hear about that one. I heard about that. Okay, so it'll gray it out, and it'll tell you, and... You don't end up getting getting those. Funds. That'll be so nice because I don't have that set up already on mine um, for my my items that sell. I don't <laughs> I don't have that set up because that's one bummer at the phone. I mean, I think you can set that as like the normal for your store, um, and I don't have that set up as of now. So, I, but I did. I was stalking your store one time, and I saw that you did have the sales tax. Oh, yeah, the seven point five percent will be charged to your. I forget how I put it. I put it like basically it's it's California's fault for the sales tax. Yeah, because in the end, you do sales tax causes you to have less sales. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's one thing I'm worried about is not not a lot less, but I'm sure it plays a part when people buy things. I think one nice thing is right now there might have been a little bit of unfair competition if if 
Some of the sellers are charging sales tax because, I mean, it makes sense for them to cover the cost. Other sellers aren't charging sales tax. And who knows whether they're even like, you know, claiming the sales at the end of the year or not. So um, that was one. Of, I remember back in the day, Amazon was didn't charge tax. And I believe it was actually Home Depot and Walmart that caused no, like a lawsuit that. to basically say it's not fair for them not to cause to charge um, sales tax, which kind of sucked for the customers, but it made sense from their standpoint. So I think the same thing is true for us. If if everybody, if every seller essentially is in the same boat and even playing field because eBay is charging the sales tax, then customers just know, you know, they're, they're, they have to add that in. And it's not like, well, this seller is charging sales tax. I'm going to go to another seller. So it's good. Yeah, that, that could be a good thing. But at the same Level time, the playing field. it I levels just, the playing field. But I think we are going to have some upset customers. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would say, you know, but Again, I I'd rather. Anyways, we can get a whole tax discussion. To me, sales tax is a legitimate tax. Just put it that way. Anyways, all right, moving on. All right, so Terapeak. Do you know what Terapeak is? Have we talked about Terapeak? Yeah. So now it's going to be part of the store subscription. Oh, huh. so well, you're going to nice. get it for free. So I don't know. Every I, store is it only like the top tier store? No, you have to have a, a, I think a basic or higher. So, uh, you know, I'll just I'll read it right here just to make sure we got the info right. Uh, but basically with the Terapeak, you know, uh, it's good in the sense that you'll be able to get a lot more data that you haven't been able to get before. And, you know, eBay did buy Terapeak a while back, so it makes sense that this is happening. You know, but the one thing I will say that I'm kind of like I'm interested in is, you know, Terapeak gives you sales for up to a year back, right? And it, and, and it lets you see things. And then WorthPoint is another service that eBay doesn't own and that you don't get. But worth point, you can go back several years, right? So I will tell you when I'm out in the field, I definitely use worth point a lot more than I use Terapeak. You get what I'm saying? Just because for me, Terapeak is nice, but, you know, I think 90 days is a good measure. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? So Terapeak goes how far back? I, I believe it was 90 days. I could be maybe. Oh, no, sorry. Ter excuse me. Terapeak goes back 365 days. Okay. Right now, so Terapeak will be for free for people that have a basic premium anchor. And but is it a separate? I guess my question would be: When I'm looking up, the easiest way for me to research an item is just look at sold comps on the eBay site. Like when I look, as soon as I type in the item and I can see how many are listed, are they just going to just include like a longer database where you can see what's sold longer, or do you have to log into a separate program? I think you have to go to Terapeak. It just seems like I, I'm not. I, I don't understand why they wouldn't just allow you to see well, okay. comps for a longer period of time. So and th that's what I was trying to say is here's, here's what's weird. So I can go to Bonanza and I could look up sales I had on Bonanza from the day one. Right. And now I can't access all my pictures, but the main picture is there who I sold it to, how much I sold it, what my shipping, it's all there. Right. Um, but you know, but I can't look up, you know, sold comps for like the last few years. But it's weird. Like, if Bonanza has the ability to give me that info still, I don't know why I can't have it on eBay. Yeah, and it's weird, too, because it's, I mean, I understand them not holding the pictures, but but just text data, like, in the reports that they're already building out for you, like, that is, it doesn't take any space for them to hold. Like, it can't be a server issue. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I'll take it as a positive. You know, it's just one more tool. I mean, things you can look up is you can take a look at, you know, what's the average price that something sells for, right? Which to me, it doesn't matter because I always list high. <laughs> so I'm not looking for the average price. Uh, but if you are, if you're selling newer items, you want to take a look at the average price. 
you can take a look at when things are selling the most, like different times of the year. You can take a look at like average shipping costs to see if your shipping is way off comparison to others. So I, you know, it's a positive. It, it's free or something you'd have to pay a subscription for. I just, you know, you're right. If it was all synced and and maybe it is. I mean, they had they didn't say too much about it, but it'd be awesome if you go to eBay and just get that data without having to get out of one app to go to another app. Yep. So I don't know. I'm sure there's huge logistical things that would get in the way of doing that. You think? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm not an IT person, so I don't know what, what all is on their back end. But yeah, it, it does seem strange that they wouldn't just hold the data for a little bit longer. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it positive. You know, uh, so another thing is automatic updates for new other condition. So this is nice. So what that means is now if things are open in box, new but open in box, there will be a thing, a drop down where you can change it to new open in box, which I love because I always hated having to put it in the description later or having, now it's just there and that's it, right? And I think it'll cut down INEDs, you know, items that I described because I get DMs from people all the time like, hey, Orlando, I sold this thing as new, but the, the buyer is saying that this wasn't new because it was open, but it was new when I shipped it. And I'm like, well, if it wasn't sealed, it's not new, right? So, I mean, and you've sold stuff like that, right? Right. And and that probably would have been helpful now. All right, here's the good thing. So now in Seller Hub, and again, Mike, I think what I love about Mike's perspective is that Mike comes from a different, like, I feel like I've been conditioned to love eBay a certain way. And you come real and raw and you're like, okay, big deal. So now in the Seller Hub, you can edit the price right on there. You can edit the quantity and uh, you could also edit your custom SKU label without having to click on the edit link and go to the listing. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's an incredible uh, change for them. That that's definitely, that's definitely a feature that is hundred percent needed and probably expected by most people. So I'm glad that they are doing that. I'm very positive. I'm trying not about, to laugh here. I'm very positive about the fact that they are now offering something so great. That is awesome. Yeah, this is why I laugh. It's because I don't know why. I I've seen other influencers recently and talk about how this is so awesome that eBay is finally doing this, but I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I'm like, yay, like that should have been like day one. Yeah. No, I mean that's the thing. It's like when when patches come out when updates come out like you can be happy for them i think i think it, i think it's great it's it's one of those things that ebay we're needs. never gonna be you know you understand we're like we're hurting our chances ever to be like on an ebay platform i don't think so because <laughs> remember we have like 60 hours of 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 content um and i highly doubt anybody's really going to go through okay. all 60 hours to check if we've ever said anything negative about ebay we're just being real and raw that's who we are. I, I, Real raw, relevant reselling. Yeah, I are? mean, because honestly, if if we were if we padded stuff in order to hopefully have some kind of a sponsorship, we wouldn't be who we are, right? Like we are providing agree. real content. So I agree. Now, what I did notice is if your items on sale, you can't tweak the price. So right now, I'm looking at my items, and I can't tweak any of my sale items. I could tweak the, I could change the quantity, I could change my custom SKU, but I can't change the price. So, and it makes sense. I guess if something's on sale, now you can change it if you go to edit and then it ends the sale on that item, but you can't do it right from that screen. Gotcha. So now this is the one I'm really excited about. Remember how long we've been talking about send offers? Yes. It is finally happening. Is it, it's finally happening? 
like like sometime the, down the road or it's happening already right now? It's happening this month. This month, gotcha. eBay said it was happening. So eBay eBay said starting in March 2019. It's March 10. So soon. We're like we're like a third of the way through the month. So in like the next 20 days, we will have send offer. That's exciting. I mean, maybe by the time this airs, I can't, like, I have never laughed so much on this podcast. <laughs> I just I can't. I get it. Like, why wasn't it like when the day after the announcement made? Boom. Well, I, no, I mean, there you have to roll it out little by little. You it, that's part of it. Also, they got to get bugs, right? Like, how much more upset would people be if they if they released it and it didn't work and there were all these bugs and errors? People would have said you should have fixed this stuff before you released this. So I think that's part of. They had a soft rollout where they had a few people trying it. If there were errors, they could kind of get it work. That that's normal. It's kind of like a beta releasing of a new. So I think that's fine. That's normal. I think I think it's interesting that. I mean, they were probably creating hype about it for a little while. Maybe that's part of the problem is as they were creating hype about it, people were having access to it. And, um, but, but yeah, it's normal for, for things to have kind of a beta launch. I think it's good. That was good for them. As long as now, if this rolls out and there's a ton of problems and it doesn't work, then I think we could say like, um, you, you, what happened? But, but if it all works perfectly, then good for you, eBay. That was really smart. No. And I, and I'm I'm excited about this, and I have had it work. You know the hack we've been talking about. I did have you know, for instance, last week I had an item for forty four ninety nine. I sent the offer to watchers. I had like I think four watchers, and I sent them a thirty four ninety nine. And within ten minutes, the item sold. Wow! So that was nice. Now, granted, my item was like the only item on eBay, so it makes sense that people would jump on it if the price was lowered. <clears throat> but the nice thing is that this will be. It's interesting because remember initially, I think they said if there was like 10 watchers or something, it's not based on, you have to have watchers, obviously, because you can't just send it to no one. But I don't know. I guess there's going to be an algorithm that's going to play a part into what items you send the offers to. So whether it's how much of that item there is, how much interest, how many views, I don't know what it's going to be. It doesn't, they really, I'm, I'm guessing there's some kind of algorithm as to what's going to be the criteria because you also don't want people getting spammed. You know, because there's some people that somebody's going to come up with a bot and that bot's going to send offers 24 hours a day if possible. Right. So, you know, is the buyer, do they have they opted in to get messages from eBay? Have they opted into, you know, whatever other options? But I, I this is to me, you know, some people had had discussed how like these aren't big changes. I think this is huge. Maybe it's because we've been waiting for it for so long now. Yeah. So. All right. That's good stuff. Good I, job, you, You know, good, great job. I mean, seriously, this will, at least it'll give you, you know, one of the things with, you struggle with eBay is like you feel like you have no control over what you're doing, mm. right? You buy the item, you list it, and those days that there aren't sales, like you feel like you can't do anything else. Well, now you can do send offers. You can at least feel like you're doing something. Yeah, and, and the only bummer is as long as that doesn't become part of eBay's algorithm, because I feel like that's one of the bummers with Poshmark is, is there's definitely, I remember before I had mentioned it, it might just be activity of listing and not activity as far as sharing. Okay. I take that back from, from my anecdotal experience. I definitely think sharing plays a huge part. And so I really? just hope that that doesn't become eBay where part of the algorithm doesn't become how many offers do you send or, you know what I mean? Like if, if they try and make busy work in the same way that like Poshmark has, you know, make sure you're on and sharing. If, if you have to be involved constantly on eBay, that would be a downfall. But okay. if, if the, if it doesn't become part of the algorithm and it's just a tool in your, in your tool belt to like, 
get those extra sales, that would be amazing. Okay. And here, I'll make a suggestion. You know, when you do the send offers, make sure to create urgency, right? Urgency is what leads to sales, you know? So what I've been sending is, you know, this, uh, this lower offer of blah, blah, blah has been sent to all the watchers if you'd like to purchase this right away, right? So it's like, oh, man, I mean, that's not saying that's the best message you could send, but, you know, the other watcher like, oh, this was sent to all the other watchers. Well, I better move on this because it's only going to be available for so long. That makes sense. Yeah, maybe you can send, I'm, I'm not telling anybody to be dishonest, but I'm just thinking of how you can create <laughs> that urgency. You know, like I've received offers at blank level about to accept and then just have like the offer you send like slightly higher than that. You know, you've been watching if you'd like to buy. <laughs> That's dishonest, but, but I'm but sure people you, will do stuff like that. All you need is one to be able to make that comment. Now, here's one thing you got to think about though. Remember, when you send an offer, it's the same thing as somebody sending you an offer. That means that listing is locked in. You get what I'm saying? Like you yeah. can't alter the price. You can't alter the shipping. You can't change anything on it. So be aware of that because we've had people DM us and go, Orlando, like I sent an offer and I want to change things and I can't change anything. I think something's wrong. And I would I'd message them back and say, no, no, it's not that anything's wrong. It's just that you got to remember sending offers the same way as best offer. Whenever something is sent, either way, it locks that listing in so you can't alter it. So something you got to think about because I think, you know, some people will probably miss that. Yep. So I hope that helps. All right. I thought, I, I don't know. that To me, that is so, that's one of the biggest Positive changes we've had on eBay in years. All right. Now, here's the other one. This is the one where, I don't know, I'm still up in the air about that. So all listings that are non-auction, so all fixed price, whether they have best offer or they don't, are going to good till canceled. Now, do you do good till canceled? I think so. Like, does that just mean it just keeps re Like, you never have to do anything. It just, yeah. It's there permanently. Yeah. Oh, you've always done it. Yeah. Okay. All right, I think it. that's how mine is just naturally set because I never have to like relist my items. I just list it for 30 days. Good till canceled. Okay. So I don't. I do 30 days. What's the reason for that? So, and again, you know, we always talk about, we're all playing this kind of, I don't know, educated guess about the algorithm, right? So 30 days, you know, creates kind of an urgency, right? If it's at the end of 30 days, when people go, you know, uh, newest uh, listing or whatever, if they look for something, right? So they're looking for, let's say, you know, a giant jacket, right? And you put, you know, I want to take a look at ending soonest, right? Well, if you have your 30 days, right, it's going to take you to the ones that are about to end, right? So now that's going to be gone. So I'm looking right now. I just typed in giant jacket and there's some listings that are going to end in four minutes and 13 minutes, and so on. So do you lose watchers when you do that though? Like if it doesn't sell, well, yeah. And then you relist, you you will have lost like your watchers. Gotcha. So good to cancel, we'll keep it. So eBay's argument, which I think is good, they're saying there's a few things you'll gain out of it. First, you'll get improved search engine optimization because it doesn't go away. Right. And so sometimes I don't know if you've been on the internet, you've looked for something and you click on the link on eBay and the link is dead. Yep. The item's out there, right? Mm -hmm. So if your item isn't sold, your item will still be there because it didn't go away and get relisted. Uh, the other reason I did 30 days was I felt that when I renewed them, I kept them fresh. Not saying that's what happened. Other people argued that if you, you should do so similar to all those items and then it'll give you a new item number and it'll keep it fresh. 
Are you tracking with me here? I'm not 100% sure I am. Okay. So, and those of you that are listening, you know, if 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 I'm saying something wrong, comment below. Let us know. Am I not getting something right here? But the, my understanding is with Good Until Cancelled is that if items are listed more than 90 days, it goes stale. Which pushes your, your listings lower in, lower in the search. Okay. I could see that. Right? And so now that everything is going good so canceled, you know, people like me that have items that sold, you know, four years after I listed them, my stuff may get dragged in even more. Mm -hmm. You know? And so now, and I've even started doing this now. Now I got to I gotta be a little, I got to be faster dime. Right? But you could just manually go in every so often into listing and then relist, right? You could, you could end it. So there, okay. So that's a great point. So there's a couple businesses out there that have already like set up programs for this. So I know Ink Frog right now, they have this thing called the good to cancel the watchdog. So basically they will, they're, they're helping you, you know, as soon as things are going to die or things aren't doing so well, you can set up some rules based on whatever criteria and it'll pause and it'll, you know, it'll help you pull down those listings so you can list them again. Or you could do a sell similar. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's also another uh, program I think is Datamine. They're a new company, and they're also doing kind of the same thing where they can track your listings for you, and you can decide, do you want to relist? Do you want to pull it? Do you want to go to auction? Do you, you know, whatever you want to change prices. It'll tell you if things have been there too long and so on. So I, I didn't get into all the basics, but that's the thing. But... I don't know. I, I know for myself, I'm going to have to change the way I do things. And it's kind of like you got to, you have, you have to be flexible. And so for me, it's, I've already things that I got lower offers on that were around for a long time. I'm like, I'm just going to sell it now. So I don't know. I feel like it's going a little more Amazon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. So I, I, I just don't, we always talk about this. Like I have no problem storing things. Right. I mean, not hoarder status, but storing things. So, all right. So a couple of things they said, um, you don't lose the watchers, right? The, the listings keep the interested buyers. Uh, you know, we as sellers don't have to do anything. It'll automatically keep it listed. And, you know, it retains the sale history for items. So I think, I don't know. I'm up in the air. I don't know. Are you, does it not matter to you? You're like, eh, business as usual. I've always been, um, I've always been good till canceled. So to me, it's not going to make a difference, but I, I didn't, I guess, re recognize or realize all of the potential faults in good till canceled. So it gives me something to think about. Yeah. I mean, it, the bottom line, here, here's what I've heard other people say. At least now, the <laughs> we talked about this before, the, the playing field is level for everybody. This is everyone, right? There's no way to work around it. Like there are some hacks like using Inkfrog or Datamine or so on, but ultimately, like, we're all going to have to buy things that sell, <laughs> which is how business has to run. Yeah, that sounds like a good business model. Buy things that sell. What was that? Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, if you're listening to the podcast, Mike just threw his mug up for a little, little cheers. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. All right. Hey, so... Uh, that's the eBay seller update. I mean, there's a few things I didn't talk about, but those are the main things. I'm excited because I really think eBay is being innovative in the sense that, you know, what we've talked about before is that eBay has really, like, again, we talked about those web pages and we're like, why are these web pages still 
like in the 1990s. But this is definitely, I think it's going to give Poshmark some competition. I, I don't, I, I think you're wrong in saying they're innovating. I think they're updating okay. to, okay. I think, I think they're okay, catching up. I right. think they're starting right. to move towards the now. I don't think they're moving to the future. I think they're moving to now, which is good. That's, that's a good step. Okay. Uh, I love how real Mike is. I appreciate your perspective. That's good. Innovating uh, means something very different. No, I 100% <laughs> agree. I Hey, you know what? I'm just trying to keep it positive. That's all. But that's good. I mean, honestly, I mean, realistically, I think I think eBay might have a good model in that sense of they're they're doing the tried and true and they're not testing out new stuff. They're letting other companies innovate and then as they see things succeed, they're they're adapting and they're pulling in those those successful elements. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So I, I guess in some ways you don't have to innovate if you're letting your competition in, innovate for you and then you let them fail where they fail and whatever succeeds, um, you know, model take some of that model and, and implement it in your own business. Agreed. I just, I can't wait till the conversations two months from now about, you know, how send offer is working for us. I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating it's going to be a good thing Yeah. because you know, the anyways, we can go on and on about this, but I'm excited about the changes. All right. Some other topics, eBay open registration is open. Ooh, ooh, and guess what? What's up? We're going, we are going, we'll be there. We're all we're booked, right? Yeah, no, I was booked. I got my flights booked. Registration now. What are you looking forward to? Do you know yet? Have you looked at anything happening yet? Uh, honestly, We've I've never got no been. idea. Yeah, I've got no idea. I'm sure there's going to be some cool panels. I'm really looking forward to just meeting other people and getting to a chance to like network and 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 hopefully you know meet some listeners. Um, you know, meet some other people who are selling. Meet some meet some people at eBay that can you know we could talk to. That'd be great. Um, you know. Even more than that, I'm looking forward to a night out or two with my wife on the town. We're we're both going up there, so nice. probably go watch a show and get to dinner or something. But uh, go. it'll be good. No, it'll it's going to be a lot of fun. And I want to say something real quick though. I did see like a lot of negativity about it. You know that it's a hundred dollars more than before, and that you know like things weren't great last year. And again, we speak out of ignorance. We've never gone to these, but again, this is just it's not something we all have to go to, right? And you know, it's only going to be, I think, a great event if we choose. We already have that mindset coming in, right? Because ultimately, like, you know, we might go to some workshops and go like, you know, you've been to teacher conferences. right? Aren't most of them lame? Yeah, 99% of them are 100% terrible. Yeah, they're terrible, right? Yeah. But what are the best parts? God. What is, okay, this last convention you went to, what was the best part of the convention you went to? The best part? Hanging out with people. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's what I was saying. It's... It's, you know, hey, the best part will be getting to meet you guys, being able to meet other resellers, those of you that we've been able to DM, but we haven't been able to meet in real life and being able to network. And, you know, if there's a great keynote and if there's great workshops, that's just icing in the cake. Yeah. And you know what? Like one of the things I'm looking forward to, I don't know about looking forward to because I don't know exactly what the different things are going to be, uh, but I'm bringing my camera. I'm bringing some audio stuff. So if there are things you guys would like to see while we're in eBay open, I mean, obviously there's probably some things we can't record, but if there's information you want us to get, ways you want us to share, uh, we're probably going to be doing quite a few Instagram live or Facebook live. Uh, we, stuff, we, so. we actually would love to do some interviews of other resellers. I mean, I think it'd, it'd be a great time. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So anyways, hey, so if you haven't registered and you have the ability to do it and it's something you want to go to, do it. And remember, early bird pricing ends in April. And so it's going to go up, I think, like another 150 bucks. <laughs> so I would definitely register soon. And 
you know, there's a special rate uh, for those going to eBay open and you never know about plane flights and car rentals. Like, so I, I would say the sooner the better. Yep. So anyways, I mean, I'm excited because it's finally, we're both going too. Yep. That's going to be sweet. So, all right. Hey, I want to talk about uh, two more things. So have you heard about these apps that are going to be able to cross post for you? No, but that sounds awesome. Yeah. So if they work, <laughs> if they work, so they're still in beta mode. So they're not, they're not, and I've just come across two. Maybe there's more. It seems that, isn't cross-posting to me seems like it's the thing right now. Like, are you catching kind of that vibe a little bit? Or are you just like, you should be doing that anyways, Rolando? Yeah, like, I don't know if it's necessarily trendy. I think it's just smart marketing. As long as you're, as long as you're doing it right, you know, and you're not like, if you're, if you're going to be lazy and not take things off when you should take things off, or, I mean, obviously mistakes can happen, but um, I think it makes sense to be, to take on as much as you can possibly take on. Okay. And and part of that is, is using multiple platforms. Yeah. And so I'm excited. I'm kind of hesitant a little bit like you. I'd like to see how this plays out. So there's two companies. There's one, Cellhound, and the other one I came across was Vendu. Mm. And it sounds so- like, it sounds like Vindaloo, which is <laughs> incredible Himalayan uh, dish. So some chicken vindaloo. Never had it. Mm. Must be good. All so right. Good. I'm taking you. There's a Himalayan place not too far from here. It is the best food. I know which one you're so talking good. about. So good. All right. So now they haven't been the, the beta version for Cellhound only does eBay right now. So wait, how wait, can yeah. it possibly okay, be? Hold on, hold on, hold on. We are going to cross post it's on get, one platform. Okay. It's getting there. So they're kind of like, have you ever heard of eBay Valet? So eBay Valet is a program where you can drop things off at FedEx okay. and ship it to eBay, and then they will take pictures and post it and list it for you. Okay. All right. All right. Stick with me. Let me let me okay. explain. So right now, Cellhound, right, what they do is you just take the pictures. They'll create an optimized listing, provide a suggested sale price, and post your item. And it's supposed to put it on multiple marketplaces, right, which I think is great. You know, and and hopefully it's like Inkfrog. You know, like an Inkfrog, when my helper listings, nothing's finalized until I go to it and I put launch. Yeah, because I mean, if 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 you don't have one hundred percent control over some of the description and stuff, that would be that could be a nightmare. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I'm excited about it because now the eBay version's out, so it'll do that for eBay items. But it's supposed to, in time, be able to do it over multiple platforms, right? Over Poshmark, over Etsy, and so on, and then. I, I think there's going to be like suggestions as to like what is the best price for what platform and so on. Hmm. So I'm excited about that opportunity. I wonder what it's going to cost. I wonder what I wonder what they're going to get out of it. Because well, one of the things that I always when when people say okay, it's going to create optimized listings. Well, if this becomes the new norm and most people have to use it, then it really isn't optimized. It's just the same as everybody else, right? So. I'm interested, like, if you're one of the first ones on it, which maybe it's good that we're talking about it now, because if it does work and it can create optimized listings, um, you know, you're a step ahead of the, the competition, at least until everybody's using it. Agreed, agreed. Hey, and if you're on Cellhound and you're listening or you know somebody, you know, if you ever want to chat with us or we could have you on the show, you could sponsor us sometime, we're here for you. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless plug. But uh, I, I don't know. I was excited. And Vendu, they're kind of trying to do the same thing. They're they're not even in the beta version yet. So I just went on to V-E-N-D-O-O, and I just put my email, kind of like Cellhound. Cellhound's been around for a while. They just now released that. Uh, but I think those are game changers. Hmm. I really do. Because 
cross-posting is something I would love to do. I just, just I don't know. I just don't want to spend that extra time. How's cross-posting been going for you? Uh, we, we pretty much right now are just putting stuff on Poshmark and eBay. Um, so whenever we do oh, clothes, it ends up on both. both. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's been okay? Yeah. I mean, we haven't had, we've had a, a couple of times where there was like potential scare. Like, wait, did we take this off? I think this already sold. Oh no, we had we had one like it that already sold. You know that type of a thing, but uh, but it's been going good. I mean, there's been some things that we post that we're like, this is definitely going to sell on eBay, and it sells on Poshmark. And there's been really? a few things that we've posted on Poshmark, like this is definitely Poshmark uh, clientele here, and it sells on eBay. So you know, if if we hadn't cross posted, who knows um, how long those items would have sat. That's true, and I think about that. I mean, again, I, I'm in a place with eBay where. I'm doing well in sales with eBay and, and the fact that I'm getting what I need to. So I don't feel the need to cross post. I'd rather focus on Amazon. I guess I guess the only thing that you can you'd have to consider is would an extra hour a week be worth ten percent more sales or twenty percent more sales? I don't which know, which it could extra, lead to. If that extra hour is me sending out another shipment to Amazon, I'd rather do that. But it's, it would be more than an hour if you've got to go source and do – I mean, literally, you've already if, – if you're putting something on eBay, if it took you an extra five minutes to put that item on another platform for an item that you already have, you've already sourced, you've already took the pictures, you've already got it packaged, you've already got it on the shelf, it's okay. it's oh. it's not like you have to go out and do new stuff. You know, no, that's, I, a, that's you, the benefit of cross-posting. You could be right. You could be right. So, anyways, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end because I definitely – I love the way Orlando uh, – like disagrees the way he disagrees with you is to go, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely a possibility. You can you could be right on that one. That's from my days of administration. Like the customer is never the customer is always right. So no matter how outlandish something sounded, I would always go like, never thought of that. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> I just it just became part of my nature. But it helps me. You could be right. It help, no, but it helps me. It helps me at garage sales. It helps me. It helps me at the thrift. I mean, it just, it helps. Like, anyways. But, no, it's true. It's true. These are lifelong skills. All right. Until somebody's, like, hypersensitive and they just think that you're being condescending. And then that's, like. No, okay. You don't, <laughs> you don't say it in a way where the person, like, feels like an idiot. Like, yeah, you know what? Maybe you're right. Like, you don't tell, like, you don't look at them like they're crazy. Like. You go, you validate them. Like, right? I, You know, one thing I always, you know, learned, I remember years ago uh, taking classes and how to counsel people. It's like you, every you, everybody's issues are valid always. They can be wrong, but they're valid. I never could reconcile that in my mind, but I learned that everybody's opinions are valid. They might be wrong, but they're valid. This This, this imaginary issue you have is very real to you, and I appreciate that. But isn't that the culture we're in? All right, anyways, we're getting out of hand here. All right. Hey, this is a great opportunity for a quick break just to let you know, hey, if you haven't subscribed to us yet on YouTube, make sure to do so. Hit that subscribe button. We're at almost 1,100 subscribers. And we hit would the like on this video. Hit the like. like we the would button. love it if we could hit 2K, I would say, in the March, sometime in April. That would be awesome. Uh, if, you, if you haven't had a chance yet to uh, subscribe to one of our podcasts, please do so. We're on, we're on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. Okay, and there's a bunch of other ones that people use, but do so, share it, and also if you haven't a chance to write a review, we just somebody just wrote an awesome review about how they, you know, they found our show relatable and how they enjoyed it, and that goes a long way for people to listen to our podcast and be able to, you know, share in the knowledge with us. That's right. 
So, hey, if you haven't had a chance, we would love to have a review. We're still like at five, four point five stars. So it's just that's good. Know, some people just didn't like us. It's all right. It hurts a little bit. Does it? It does. <laughs> you might be right. All right. So also, if you haven't had a chance, hey, follow us on Instagram. We are Pierce Podcast. On Twitter, we are Pierce Cast. Facebook, Pierce Podcast. And if you want to, you know, share some info with us, you can give us a call 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. You can also email us at Podcast at gmail.com. And last of all, hey, we love putting out this content. We will never charge you for this content. But we always, always, always are grateful for everyone that so far has donated to us and helped us out and if you want to just say hey pure Hustle podcast you've helped me out on my reselling journey or i made this profit here or, or whatever way i just want to say thank you to you guys there's a link below uh, to be able to donate to us on a monthly basis or just a one-time gift via paypal yeah no that'd be great i remember you know i i, I listened to various uh various podcasts and some of them use patreon and other things but when i remember one podcast said something that that you know really got me thinking it's like if we've provided value to you that's that's worth you know x amount like then every once in a while if you give that back to us like that's just a way to help ensure that we can keep doing that and going forward and it made me think about it that way like yeah like it's pretty that's true that's good yeah i've definitely gotten i've definitely gotten more value out of listening to your podcast than i've given to your podcast and so it, it made me donate and you know yeah, I and there's stuff it. we donate to too so yeah. <laughs> so you know just pay it forward so anyways we appreciate all of you that have so far thank you thank you thank you all right so that leads us now to the upcoming meetup. Doom, doom, doom. Hey. Wait, it should be more of like a happier. No, <laughs> we need sound effects. I, I really, come on, Mike. Yeah, I, I guess I could get, you know, part of the thing is I don't want to add all the sound in post-production, right? Which is which is what I should do. But I guess I could get like a soundboard and, and have that like ran into this and I could just push buttons. So it could be like a funny like clap, like a clap track and then like, you know, like random like zing noises, random quotes from people. I could just like push a button and boom, there's like a there's like a sound going on. Just gotta be careful that it stays like you know mature, and I don't like hit the fart button too much or something. You know, like yeah, no, no. See, okay, maybe we don't need a soundboard. Maybe we're good how we are. I don't know. I like that idea. If you if you think if you think we could use some more sounds, uh, let me know. Put it in the comments below. Don't forget to hit hit the the thumbs up button if you are listening or watching on YouTube. Um, yeah. Okay. So, hey, this meetup. So, March 30th, Santa Ana, Red Robin, 4 to 7 p.m. We'd love to see you there. We have a good group already, RSVP'd. You, you said Red Robin so fast and then moved on. I didn't have the chance to go. Yum. Is that what, is that what it is? Yeah. It's uh, Red Robin. Yum. No, it is not. Yeah, it is. Is it really? Yeah. Yum. It is good food, though. It's really good food. So, hey, we're going to have a lot of fun. We have some exciting things. Where are we going? Red Robin. Yum. Okay, there you go. All right. So, hey, if you haven't had a chance, also there's a link below this video or in our link chain or Instagram to RSVP. We just need a number uh, so we can tell the restaurant. I would love it if we got so many people that we had to change venue. But then I can't go. Yum. <laughs> True. But we could go to another venue. But, you know, we're at the – I think, you know, if we get, you know, maybe let's say 20 more, it may happen. So, I mean, we have, you know, we have a good group and we'd love to see more of you out there. There's also going to be other resellers out there that have been in the game for a long time. There's going to be a lot of new resellers out there. And so we'd love to get to meet you. I know the others that are attending want to get to know other people outside of us, which is a good thing because, you know, we're, we're a little excited. We're not that exciting. 
And so it's just going to be a great time of networking. We have a lot of things planned that we haven't shared. Well, not a lot of things, but we have some things planned that'll be fun. Right. Yes. I mean, it's just going to be fun hanging out. Like that's the way, I mean, food is always good, right? Um, Hanging out with people, chatting with people. There's going to be some fun things that we're going to do, but you know, I feel like just like we were talking about with like the teacher conventions, random conventions, a lot of times things can be, yeah, okay, fun. But the best part is just getting together with people who are like-minded with you and just chatting and having a good time. And, and, you know, those are connections that you're going to make that, that, you know, could become lifelong friendships. So it's going to be awesome. Agreed. So be there, be there. sign up down below RSP. Let us know you're coming. We're excited to see you. Yep. All right. It is time for our hustle of the week. That's, that's the soundboardless sound. We're just getting obnoxious now. Okay. All right. Hey, so I'm going to start us off this time. And I'll give you the other two. This is from our listeners. Hey, if you haven't had a chance to share our Hustle of the Week, your Hustle of the Week, always hashtag Hustle of the Week in Instagram, or you can always email us and call us. So we got a repeat person doing a Hustle of the Week. Oh, that's, that's a hard, that's a pure hustler. You've got multiple hustles. <laughs> well, the reason I, I, I want to share this because it's a unique story. So if you haven't had a chance, you need to be following the College Picker on Instagram. All right, Eric, the College Picker. He has so much knowledge. He does pedagogy science. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go check him on Instagram. He does uh, <laughs> reselling math. If you have, he does really good stuff on there, like stuff that you can actually grasp onto that will give you tangible ways to improve your reselling. So he had an interesting story. He um, he DM'd us. He actually sent me an audio message, audio message, but I don't think we'll be able to get on the podcast. So I'm going to share it. So he picked up two spider a spider with a Y, U.S. ski team ski jackets for $8 a piece at the thrift store. Here's where it gets interesting. So he posted one of them, and he put that in the description. He had another one that was damaged. Okay, so he didn't even list the second one, okay? Again, this is at the college picker okay, on Instagram. He didn't say, he just said, hey, I have another jacket that's similar that is damaged. Right? That, that's all he said. He didn't say any, you know, he, he didn't post it. He didn't give pictures. That's that's the only info he gave. So, you know, he's waiting. And, and here's a good thing that he did. And I always say this. He couldn't find comps on these jackets because they were like year specific. But he found other jackets within the same years. And so he just decided to list it high. So he listed high. And I think he had it about 250, 300. And somebody messages him for that one listing that he did have up about the jacket that was damaged and said, Hey, I would like to buy the damaged jacket. Right. Is that weird? If you're listening to the podcast, Mike just gave me the, Hmm, kind of look. Yeah. I, 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 I go, Hmm, too much. And, and I know this is an audio program. So, uh, but I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna <laughs> nod. You're going to do like, you ever seen that, uh, that gift with Homer when he goes back into the bushes. You know what I'm talking about? Homer Simpson? No. When he falls into the bushes? No. Nope. You guys know it. what I'm talking about. Anyway, that's what it seemed like Mike just did. All right. So he goes back and, with the, back and forth. And so he ends up creating a listing special for this buyer, listed at two, listed at 250, and he sells it. And he sells the damage one. And, you know, Eric's saying it's so interesting because the, the one that he bought, okay, so let me, let me read a little bit. He, he never posted the damage one. Somebody messaged him. They go back and forth. And here's the deal with the jackets is that 
you know, one of them was more like a, a fashion. You know, you got some of those fashion ones, and then you have, you know, like those kind of like legit ones that like they have all the special gear and so on. And so this guy ends up picking up like I guess the puffer jacket. That's the more fashionable one, but it has a tear in it, and it's it's a goose down, right? So the person buys it, and then the you know the buyer just says, "Hey, thanks for working with me on this." And, you know, my dog destroyed the other one. This would be perfect for skiing. Maybe I won't leave a trail of feathers everywhere. Again, I appreciate you willing to sell this. So this guy, fully knowing this, bought it. Crazy. Think about it. He already bought it, like, sight unseen. Right? And so, to me, this is a hustle of the week. Number one, because he bought these jackets for $8. So great ROI. Number two, he didn't even list the second jacket, and he sold it. Okay? That's impressive. Number three, it was damaged, and he sold it. Right? And the other one still hasn't sold. That's crazy. So, you know, and there's other things, but again, you just never know in recently. And I always say list high, and, and Eric's been a reseller for a while, and, he, and you know, I've learned a lot from him in my early days. He had YouTube videos that I learned from. So, anyways, great hustle of the week, Eric. Appreciate you sharing that with us. Appreciate your support. And if you haven't had a chance, he also has a YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe and like uh, The College Picker. I like it. So check him out. All right, what, what's another listener one you have? All right, so this next one comes from Jacob. Uh, the Instagram handle is at jchodge89. That's at jchodge89. So he went to an estate sale um, and was drawn to a mini Snap-on Dale Earnhardt-themed tool chest, which is super cool. Um, I'm not a huge sports fan, which... You know, it's fine. I mean, some people are, some people aren't. I've tried to get into various sports. I'm like an all or nothing kind of person, but I do like NASCAR. And uh, Dale Earnhardt was, I mean, I grew up with my dad watching Dale Earnhardt. And and so that would be amazing to see something like this. So he sees this Dale Earnhardt. Uh, it's a Snap-on, which is an incredible tool brand, obviously. Uh, tool chest. So uh, he goes up. He asks how much it's being sold for. They wanted $65 for it. So he decides to pay for it, which, you know, if you're, if you're at a garage sale or an estate sale, paying that much for an item, like, that's paying up. So so he pays up for it. Uh, he lists it for $300, and it sells for $250, plus he charged $30 shipping, which was enough to actually cover the cost of the shipping. So, you know, not not bad at all. That's a, that's a great return on investment. That's great money um, and a cool item, right? Like, I think that would be one I'd have a hard time uh, parting with. Really? Yeah, good That's for, one of those. I never... Yeah. I thought, I mean, like, magic cards or something would be something new. They are. I mean, I mean... That's got to be super rare and old. Like, I mean, obviously Dale Earnhardt stuff was everywhere for a long time, but I mean, they're probably not making it anymore. So this is this is a unique item. So that's no, I cool. agree, and and you know, again, Snap On is like the premier tool, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, you know, I that's great because that caught his eye, and then the fact that it was a Dale Earnhardt collab, right? Like, if you could ever see collab yeah. stuff like that, it's always it's always a uh, a good way. So so great job, Jacob. Um, Instagram handle JC Hodge eighty nine, um, and then I got another one and here. And the shipping and the shipping. Yeah, I mean, covering the shipping cost, not not bad at all. Because that's the other thing too, something heavy like that. Because this thing has got to be huge. It, was, it, was, it says here twenty eight pounds, right? So that's that's not light but it, he was able to to ship it for for the right price so good for you that's awesome i wonder if he was using pirate ship no it was fedex on that one. Oh, okay so, there we go anyways pirate ship it's been so good yeah i i, I still use um uh 
UPS more than I use the USPS, but if I use USPS, I'd probably use Pirate Ship a little more. Okay. You know. All right. Can't believe it took us so long to find that. I know. I know. I know. It's been around for, I'm telling you, it's been around. Now, I will say there are some things that are still cheaper uh, shipping through eBay. So I did get some, like, first-class items. Sometimes they're cheaper, but, man, Pirate Ship is so easy. All right. All right. Next Next one. of the week. Uh, So the next one is Brian, Instagram handle, uh, Bry underscore H93. So B-R-Y underscore H93. This guy's Uh, awesome. He garage sells, like, all the time. I appreciate it. Anyways, Brian. It's good stuff. So glad we're able to announce your hustle of the week. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Here we go. So (laughs) he woke up early, which supposedly is not the usual for him. But, you know, if you're a garage seller, I'm sure you got to do it every once in a while. So he gets up early for a 7 a.m. garage sale uh, that's only a few minutes away from his house. There's not very many of them going on. So he decides to go to the electronics when he gets to the garage sale. And it's always hard to figure out where you go first, right? Especially, you know. But he goes to the electronics. And um, he asks the guy how much for all the electronics. Have you ever done that before? Yeah. Like how much just for all of this? Yeah. When I see, if I see like a couple items that I'm going to make my money back on automatically, I'll offer everything without seeing the rest of it. Huh. You've done that. Kind of like the Bose story you gave like two podcasts ago. Yeah, but that was one item. It was just one. Yeah, but I've done it where, so for instance, one time, I'll just give an easy one. Like there was like three or four Harley shirts and I knew there was like another 40 of them. And I knew if I just sold, this is when Harley shirts were really doing well on eBay. If I just sold like three of them, I'd make like, you know, 120 bucks or something. And so I asked like how much for all of them? And they're like, I don't know, I'll do a hundred. So I didn't, now I did have some that had like holes and flaws, but I mean, I mean, you got to move on some, yeah, yeah. especially with that one. He's at an estate sale, right? And so there's going to be a crowd already gathering. Yep. So good, good for you. I mean, that, that's a that's a good uh, strategy. So he asked how much for all, and the person says they would take everything for ten bucks. Um, so some of the items are Sony products, um, and he doesn't like to ship. Brian doesn't like shipping heavy items, uh, so put it off for a good month or two. I do this all the time, especially good big why. items. I still haven't even listed that Bose yet because yeah, it's it's big heavy item, and it, even just taking pictures of it and dealing with the thinking of shipping. So so he puts it off for a couple of months, finally lists it, um, and. Um, once he listed, sold everything in a week, one week, one week happens all the time, all the time. It's the stuff that you delay the longest that sells the fastest. Like the, I don't know if you remember the, the Tonka trucks that I bought. Yeah. It took me so long to get those posted. But once I posted them, it was within like a month. I sold like all nine or 10. You haven't even shared like the, you shared the hustle a week that you got the haul. But you haven't shared like the aftermath. Oh, they all sold except for one that that we didn't list because like one of the wheels was bent, and that's one of my son's favorite toys. So oh, it was wow. an incredible haul. Well, we'll have to share it another time. Yeah. But let's get so, back to Brian. So Brian, uh, he sells everything in one week. He sold two Sony 400 disc DVD players. He pays five dollars each for them, uh, and sells for one hundred and eighty-five dollars each. Unbelievable. Each. Great job, Brian. He paid five dollars for each of those. And this is a 400 disc DVD changer. That thing's a monster. Like, <laughs> I mean, I I own a lot of DVDs, streaming. but that's crazy. I know, but you know, it's funny because I'm looking at the picture right now, and it's like his whole light box. Like, it's a massive thing. It's pretty big. And you know that thing is not light. No, I agree. And you got to pack it a certain way. So it makes it without being damaged, right? Especially when you're shipping large electronics, you want to make sure that your edges are fully padded because that's where the damage happens. It's one edge and it throws off, you know, components inside. So you always got to be careful. But 
Yeah, Brian, awesome hustle of the week. Good and job. If you haven't had a chance to follow Brian on Instagram, you got to. So it's uh, Brian. Go ahead. You want to give the handle? Yep. So uh, Bry underscore H93, B-R-Y underscore H93. Yeah. And and again, he's always going to garage sales. If you have questions about garage sales, I say ask him because he has a lot of experience with garage sales. He's in Florida. He kind of has it like us in San Diego, except it's not raining in Florida like it is here, which is weird. It's bizarre. Right? Because Florida is known for rain. So, all right. So thank you to all our listeners that shared. Thank you, Eric, at the College Picker on Instagram. Jacob at JC Hodge 89 on Instagram. And Brian, B-R-Y underscore H93 on Instagram. Again, always be sharing your hustle of the week. Hashtag hustle of the week. Email us, call us. You know, we we would love if, if it's an awesome hustle week and we choose it and it's a phone recording, we'd love to play it on air. Yeah, send us your phone recordings. I mean, we've gotten some cool ones that we've already played on the air. Even the uh, the impersonation of Orlando. <laughs> yeah, that was this good. Is though. Orlando. Hey, you know what? What's that quote again? Flattery is greatest form of imperson. Uh, um, impersonation is the greatest form of flattery. Something like that. So yeah. I'll take it that way. So, all right. Do you want to go first for hustle of the week? You no, you go first. All right. So this is kind of a this is gonna be a long story hustle of the week. Already an epic episode. Make it, make it, make it concise. Okay, I'll make it succinct. We're gonna go vocab here. So, uh, I want to say two years ago, when I was a VP, we uh, we were looking for equipment for the school. I kind of shared this a little bit, and some schools were closing down, and so we put in bids for their equipment. So, you know, desk and chairs and overhead project, not overhead projectors, but um, digital projectors and you know whatever tools, and so. This was definitely a, a hustle, I would say, for me of the year. So every single classroom, and it was a smaller private school. I think they had like, I want to say uh, 12 classrooms. Every single classroom had a dual deck uh, VCR DVD combo with remote. And they also had dog cameras in each of these rooms. So we needed some dog cameras for the school. And we didn't need combos anymore because we were doing everything online. We were streaming. So I ended up buying, I want to say, 12 dual decks and eight dog cameras okay, for $300. Again, $300. So if you can imagine what kind of a score that was, right? One dual deck I sold on Amazon within a week. This was, you know... What did I say? Two years ago, a little while ago, you know, I sold for two twenty. So everything is this profit. But this is why it's my hustle of the week now. So what happened is I had eight dot cameras. Five of them sold on Amazon really quick for a hundred dollars a piece. Actually, more than that, like hundred and fifty. So I don't know what happened, but Samsung came out with a newer model or something. And so what happens on Amazon is they'll just remove listings of older electronic items. So my item was there, and then the listing was gone. And it was unfillable, and I had to ship it back to myself. So I'm like, oh, like, there's these cameras. And so I got them back, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to deal with these. Maybe I'll just donate them. I already made my profit, blah, 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 blah. So months pass. So they're sitting in a crate, and they're still in all the bubble wrapping from when I sent it to Amazon. And I'm like, what am I going to do with these? Like, part of me didn't want to donate because I'm like, oh, there's still profit there. 
Other part of me was like, oh, I'll put it on eBay, but then I'm not going to get as much money. Do I really want to spend that much time? Well, eventually, uh, I decided I was going to listen on eBay. So I listed on eBay, and I put them at, I want to say I put them at $125 each. It was, you know, the top, like, price on all of them. So one sold within, I would say, a month for 100 bucks. I was like, sweet. That was so good. Then I was able to sell one to another teacher who, you know, they told me in the message it didn't have a lot of funds. And I usually don't do this, but based on the language that they use in the message, I could tell. I don't know. Maybe they were you have a You have a soft spot for educators? I did. I did. And so I gave it to them uh, for 50 bucks. I still, I mean, profit. I mean, you know, remember, 300 bucks for all that stuff. And then there was other stuff, too, included in that. And I don't even remember picking up. And then I just sold my latest one for $84.99 plus shipping. And again, and and the other one that sold before that, that wasn't mine, the other listing, sold for 35. Wow. So it's my hustle of the week for multiple reasons. One is I already scored a ton back on Amazon. Then even though Amazon did a typical Amazon thing and did something and didn't tell me about it, and I had to figure it out, I was still able to listen on eBay. I was able to help somebody out, and I still was able to make profit on it, and it was all good. So it's my hustle of the week for all those reasons. Those are very good reasons. So I'm happy with that. I'm I'm happy for you. I'm happy for the person you helped out. I'm happy for, um, for this podcast and for our for our listeners. I'm sorry. I just got. I I just had like a moment of just like extreme gratitude, and I just wanted to express it. It's awesome. Think about this: the fact that we we talk and people listen. It just (laughs) I just astounded. So thank you all, all of you that subscribe and listen to us and DM us and comment. Thank you. I'm I'm also thankful that like every other week we have we have enough hustles between you know you and I that that we can share this. Yeah, I agree. That is good. That is good. Maybe the day will come when we have no hustle. Of the week. Hustle of the week. Uh, we're just gonna do uh, listener hustles this week. Uh, <laughs> we'll do five listener hustles. <laughs> Don't worry about us. All right, Mike. What do you have? All right. So mine is definitely not as long or cool of a story as that. Unfortunately, it's just uh, if you remember, I went to. Thrift Store made a Thrift Store Ride Along video um, a little while back. If you haven't seen that Ride Along video on YouTube yet, go check it out. It was really cool. It was a reopening reopening of a thrift store. And it was neat because I picked up a ton of great shoes. Like, I mean, I picked up a lot of things, but the shoes were definitely the the win there. And I've been slowly selling them. Well, one of the pairs of Morel shoes that I picked up um, for, I don't know, I probably paid $5.00. Eight, anywhere from five to six dollars, maybe eight at the most. I paid on a few of the shoes. Um, I sold today for fifty nine ninety nine. Uh, no questions asked, like no offer, nothing. It was just nice. what I asked for it, and that felt good. You know, like that. I, I guess it's my hustle because um, I made decent ROI on it, and there was no hassle. Like sometimes you feel like, all right, I'll sell it at this price, and it's okay. But like. You know, you're not as happy as if it just sold it. It sold for what I asked for, and it, it was good. And you listed high, yeah. Right, that's not your norm, right? Yeah, I feel like I list, I list the right price. <laughs> okay. Like if things if if things are selling for for fifty dollars, I'm gonna post it for anywhere from fifty to sixty dollars. Like I wouldn't post it for like a hundred dollars. But okay, all right. I'm working on Mike. I, I keep wanting Mike to list things higher. Seems crazy to me. I mean, I list at the higher end. You got to list not based on what you feel you would pay for something, but knowing what others would be willing to pay and a little more. But if there's, but if there's 30 other listings that 
my price. If you got the better pictures and you got free returns and free shipping and you got things to offer, it's value proposition. There you go. I'm telling you. And we'll talk about that in our next episode more. We're going to talk about not getting baned. Yep, don't get baned. You didn't get baned. You got hustled. That, that's a good sale. Hustled up. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm proud. Thank you. I, uh, you know, Morel is one of those things that, man, those shoes hold value. They do. Yeah, they're really nice. If they were, if they were, uh, they were women's shoes, but if they were my wife's size, I think we would have kept them because they were in great condition. <laughs> you know what? That happened to me too. Uh, my helper, you know, I, I drop off shoes and go, these are nice. Morel is like, how much do you want for them? And I kind of was just like, you know what? You can have them. Nice. And, you know, because she's always been good to me. And and so it was funny because she came back to me the next week when I came to pick up the stuff. She goes, Orlando, those are like $120 boots that you gave me. I'm like, yeah, they are. <laughs> but you know what? You're worth it. It was good. And, you know, I paid, what, $10 for those? Now, did I lose out on profit? Sure. But that was totally worth it. You know what that kind of reminds me of? What's that? This is a story I told. I can make it really short. The, the longer version will eventually come out. But the story I told about the boots on... Uh, on the interview we did with, with with another reseller that hasn't posted it yet, right? Oh yeah, okay. Thrift yeah, Therapy. Thrift Therapy Pod, yeah. yeah. So Thrift Therapy Pod, where we we did an interview with her. Um, so our interview will probably be up, you know, sometime soon. Yeah, she interviewed us. I want to see us about three weeks ago. Yeah, something like three that. So months. so hopefully one day. Yeah. So when it comes out, we'll definitely blast it out so you guys can go check it out over there. Uh, but definitely a different interview. Yeah. I mean, it was really philosophical, really about like why do we source like. How do we relate to items that we? I thought I thought it was good. It was interesting. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but it she she asked you know kind of like one of our most interesting stories, and so I had to think like, oh, what is an interesting story? Well, I bought um, a pair of a pair of boots for my wife that um, she'd been looking for, and I was at um, I was at a place, and I, I see them, and I'm like, no way. And I look at the size, and they're her size, and I'm like, yes, like I found it, and it was a good price. So I pick up these boots, I get them home, I show them to her. It's like, like, like stars in the air and rainbows everywhere. We're just happy. We did a little dance. Like we finally found the boots for a great price, and um, puts them on. And one of them is the right size, and the other one was clearly too too large. And so I'm, what I'm thinking what? happened is there were two pairs there of just slightly different sizes, and somebody grabbed the wrong size and the wrong size. And so I got the, the leftovers and, um, and yeah, so, so we have a pair of boots that, that one size fits and the other size doesn't. And, you know, but, but we kept them, you know, obviously cause we can't sell them. They may sell. Well, they no, might sell, can. but no, I'm telling you, I have sold. So I had similar stories. I have bought hiking boots where like one was a nine and one was like a 9.5 or one was a nine and one was a 10 because people have different foot sizes. Like my left foot feels tighter in a size 11 than my right foot. That is so specific. Like shoe size. Like no, I don't I, even know if eBay allows you to no, do it that way. I it. No, I did. I, I put, I put like, it was like some Nike ACGs. Uh, I, yeah, it was, I, I think it was Nike ACGs. Some Nike boots. And I put Nike, da, da, da. I said, uh, you know, size, blah, blah, left foot, da, 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 right foot. And then I put it in the description. I made sure it was there plenty of times. So that, you know, somebody that bought it would see it. That's crazy. It's I mean, doable. I get I get the idea of selling them as individuals because she brought that up when we did the interview, um, and I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I could see why people would buy a single a single you know boot or shoe, but but selling two different sizes together that's pretty intense. I, I think try it out. Try, try it out. That might be, be my hustle, hustle of the week. <laughs> no, yeah, great mind. Like there you go. a couple <laughs> months from now to be like those boots sold for twice the normal price because you know I don't know. 
I don't know about that. But well, because other, maybe for 1.5 times, because somebody would have to buy two pairs ah, in order to get. You're giving them a discount. Yeah, buy. I'm giving you a 50% discount. There you go. There you go. Hey, that's a hustler right there. Pure hustler. Always thinking. All right. Hey, let's get to our bolos of the week. So bolo of the week for you. Yeah. Um, so my wife works for a, a, a company that helps supply like maintenance and facility stuff. And, and she does the marketing for them. Uh, but occasionally they have products that they sell or send out. Like we're talking like masks, like they don't have, it's not like they sell out of a store, but like they sell to, you know, hotels and places like that. So, um, sometimes items get discontinued and they have some leftovers that were like used as like display models. And, um, so she was able to pick up some, some items that were discontinued the, the their company was just going to get rid of them. Um, and we were like, maybe they'll sell, maybe they won't. Right. Like, but it doesn't hurt They're We're picking them up for free. And we've already sold almost all of them. And it was pretty cool. Cause it was items like exit signs, um, paper towel, like faucets, like a random type of faucet, uh, certain lighting units that are like very specific to like a model of light. And what we realized is if you own a building that has exit signs, one of your exit signs goes out, you probably want to buy the exact same exit sign to replace it with. So that way all of the exit signs in your building are uniform. They all look the same. They, yeah, they have the same that. or same thing with different lightings or different, just different fixtures inside of buildings. And so what we kind of were thinking about with that is how many times like you're at a thrift store, you're at a garage sale and you see fixtures or you see things and you're like, eh, don't, you know, probably not money in this. But if it's a discontinued item, it's worth picking up because um, if somebody's faucet goes out and they own a hotel or a building, they're going to want to replace it with the same thing that they're all like, right? So, so obviously do your research. Don't just buy random fixtures, but if it's good, in good condition and it's something that's, you know, from a commercial like building might be worth picking up. So I would say commercial fixtures, um, that are, if you can find out that they're discontinued, that that's even better. But, um, so yeah, that would be my, my bow low. Am I, am I being recorded right now? I thought I'd put us What's on the up? IG live yeah. just to let people know a new episode. Anyways. All right. So we'll turn this off right now. Hey, so, no, I agree with you. Here's the thing. I Here's another, I had same scenario. Like, my friend who works construction management had told me, you know, that there was a, a building that there were items that were left over. They didn't, you know, they were trying to figure out what to do with it. They had places to go, but they, you know, just to contact certain people. So they contacted me and I showed up. And, yeah, I picked up a ton of office equipment where people bought it not because, you know, it was anything special. It's just they wanted to replace the same item. Yep. So that is definitely a bonus. Yeah, commercial. Look for look for commercial fixtures. Obviously, do your research. But when something is discontinued, value goes up because they can't get it from the manufacturer anymore. Okay. Nice. All right. What about you? What's your bolo? So I don't know what the deal is lately, but Southwest like items, like they're be they're they're going up in price. So let me give you like, an example. Like the, like the airplane company, the flight. No, no, South- no, no. You got eBay open on your mind. No, I'm talking about. Like oh, I see Southwest like pattern. That, yeah. gotcha. So now we've always, I mean, most resellers that have been around for a while know that those kind of items, you know, do bring in good money. But it seems like, so for instance, Pearl Snap shirts. So for a while, the, the you know, the market was pretty good. Like you could sell a Pearl Snap for 40 to 50 bucks, even ones that weren't like super brand name, right? But then the market like dipped and you could maybe get 10 to 20, right? 
Well, that market's creeping back up again. And so for me, it's this is more of a general one, but I'm going to I'll tighten it up a little bit uh, to cowboy boots. I have not been able to hold a cowboy boot. Let, let's just throw it out there for more than a month. I only have one pair right now that I haven't been able to sell, and it's because it's missing insoles. But every single pair of boots I have listed within, I don't know, last six months has sold and for good money. Are these like specific like okay. types of? No, no, no. I'm going to get this. So material is everything when it comes to boots. So if you have like the ostrich uh, kind, so they have like little bumps on them. Like you just go to eBay, just type in, you know, go Tony Lama ostrich boots and see what comes up. Okay. Or snakeskin or lizard skin. Like those boots I have sold over and over again for money. And my most recent sale was a pair of vintage Tony Lama boots. Uh, and it was so vintage that the date was actually written there. They were made in 1967. And I sold them for like $110. And I paid, I want to say I paid 20 for those. I sold another pair of Tony Lamas that I paid $10 for. They're uh, black snakeskin boots. And I sold those for, uh, I, I want to say $130. So, Keep an eye for boots. I used to not like boots because with boots, it's very particular. Like you pick them up and you have to like, you know, put material inside so they stay straight up. And then some people want the calf measurement. Some people want different measurements. And so you can look all those up. You can Google, you know, how to measure cowboy boots. But I got to tell you, it's been fire lately. So be on the lookout, especially if you live in those areas that sell, you know, in San Diego, we don't get a lot of cowboy boots. But in certain parts you do. Right. You know, in, in certain parts of the county. And so I've been in those parts of the county, picked them up and listed them and made some good money. So that's a, that's my bolo. That's so. good stuff. All right. So got a lot going on in this episode. Right. Hey, real quick, if you had a chance again, make sure to follow us on YouTube. your personal podcast and on Instagram, personal podcast. And we need to talk about what are we looking forward to? What are you looking forward to, Mike? Ooh, mine's mine's uh pretty intense. You want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Ooh, should we uh, should we end on an intense note? I don't know about intense. Okay, all like right, mine's that. intense too, though. Okay, well then I'll go first then. No, 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 because yours is probably more intense. That's how it goes. So I'm gonna go first. Okay, all right. My goal. This is what I'm looking forward to. Oh, I don't even know if I want to say this. Okay. I'm still going to do thrift store every day. So I'm still going to go to at least one thrift store every day. I, but the rule is I can't go anymore until where I live is cleared out of inventory. So you're saying you're only going to go once a day? Once a day. To one store? To one store. And if there's nothing there, there's nothing there. And I'm not going to do any kind of sourcing, whether it's eBay. Because I have... I have death piles of FBA. Oof. I have like NCC4 controllers. I have PS, uh, you know, PlayStation stuff. I have joysticks. I have, I mean, I have all kinds of stuff. So I'm looking forward to, <laughs> I can't say not doing any sourcing, but I'm only going to source. I'm only, I'm not even going to do retail arbitrage until every single item, not the one now what's in my unit. Like there's not much, so it doesn't matter. But until every single item is off the ground, I am not gonna go sourcing. It's impressive. That, that's you so, said it, homie. You gotta hold me to it though. Now, 
So my goal is, so next week I have a road trip planned to LA. I'm going to connect with Sell Quick Ship Quick again and do uh, some, some thrift store runs. So my goal is that by the time I leave, and maybe the, Hugo and Tiffany can verify this by me showing a video of my place before I leave, that all my items are listed or shipped off to FBA. And I think I think the punishment is if you don't do that, no more Diet Mountain Dew. Oh, if, so if, if you not, end up if you end up going to LA and you don't have everything, if you don't have everything listed, no more Diet Mountain Dew until everything is listed. See, even mentioning Diet Mountain Dew, you're like, I hope no, it. no, you're like reaching out for it and pulling it to your to your lips, and, and yeah. it just it's so obnoxious, Mike. How much stuff I have, I can't even tell you. I mean, I have stuff from the. Disney outlets, I got stuff from Ross. I have stuff from Goodwill. I have stuff from the Salvation Army. I have on and on and on and on. It's just, it's overwhelming, man. It's crazy. Got to get it out of there. I got to make that money. I'll list it. It ain't making money just sitting there. That is true. They're money piles. All right. So yours is intense. So let's hear your intense. All right. I don't know. This might be this might be a little early for me to 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 bring this up, um, but but I'm gonna do it anyway. So I've mentioned in the past, um, in in previous episodes, um, here and there for different things, that thought about like what it would look like downsizing where we're at. I mean, it sounds weird to say downsizing because we always complain about the the amount of space that we have um, here in San Diego, but but to rent a, a small little tiny piece of property in San Diego is unbelievably expensive. And so my wife and I have been thinking like, what would it take? Her parents own decent sized piece of land out in the, out <laughs> off the grid. Like, you know, they've got their own well, they've got, you know, so it's, it's, it's way out. And when I first moved to San Diego, we lived there on their property in a, in a fifth wheel. And we've kind of just tossed around like that was such a cool time because we were able to save up money while I was finishing up my teaching credential and like, what if, what if we did that again? Like, what if, what if we got a fifth wheel, really downsized everything that we had and then built a couple of really good sized storage units for all of our eBay stuff and just focused more on having more money to put into capital for, for inventory um, and, and just really do that. I think that we're getting pretty serious about going that, that direction. way more intense than anything I could have said. Yeah. So I know that this is like, what am I looking forward to in the week? But, <clears throat> but we're, we're in the process at this point of like taking steps, moving that direction. And I think what, what's cool about that is, you know, we've talked in the past that, that I don't do this full time. My wife doesn't do this full time, uh, but we've, we've talked about like, okay, like if we were to ever go full time, like what would it take? What would it look like? And I think that, that this is a part of it. Like we would have to be willing to, change our lifestyle for a little while in order to have the space, have the, the, the capital to, to really build and, and to, to make eBay and to make reselling more than just like a hobby part of our life, which it's still a lifestyle, but to like, what would it look like going hundred percent? And so it's something we're definitely thinking about and we're, we're starting to take steps towards that direction. And if we do it, it's going to be a huge adventure, right? Like we are, we're going to be, probably selling more than half of our stuff, which is going to be interesting. Like now as resellers, like, okay, like selling my own stuff. 
So doing that, and then we'll probably document the whole process of, of, of what it looks like to build the, the storage units on the land and, and, and changing our inventory system and moving. Cause that's one thing I've thought is we've already got hundreds and hundreds we've got racks and tubs and all these things of inventory. What does it look like to move all that stuff? Wow, right. So, this is intense. so we'll, we'll document the whole thing. I and, knew some of this, but you definitely, I didn't think you're going to bring it out already. Yeah, I know. I know this is early. I mean, and that's the thing too, is, is this is, it's early, but I think it's, it's part of who we are, right? Like it's the lifestyle that we've chosen. We've talked about multiple times, like reselling is a lifestyle. And I'm not saying that like, this is that that's a move everybody needs to make, but for our current situation, like we are kind of locked in with like how far we can go forward. So it's like, if we do this, this is going to allow us to move leaps and bounds forward. And then from there, then you get to reevaluate and say like, okay, we've, now what does it look like? Does it look like buying a house somewhere else? You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's intense, but I think, uh, I think it's, it's the move that's necessary in order to, to take reselling further. Wow. That is exciting. Uh, It's intense. Yeah. (laughs) That's a, I don't know if it's hustle of the week, but it's definitely like thinking big. I got to think big, man. Good stuff. All right. Hey, with all that being said, hey, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you're being real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Peace.